Oh, my word. Mike, it is good to hear from you, my friend. And you sound you sound more like the Mike that I know and love. How are you feeling? It, it differs day to day. Um, I think that this week, I, like I'm trying to, like, what is it, temper expectations? Is that the phrase I'm looking for? I think that's right. I'm always, I'll get temper it wrong. Temper expectations? Tomper? No, Timper. T- temp- temper. I don't know. <laughs> trumpet? Trumpet you're trying to set. You're trying to set the appropriate expectations yep. or maybe trumpet them. Yes, one, one or the other. Which is that this week, I think I have started to feel better. Good. But still not good. Okay. Right? But like, I have noticed this week a difference on last week. Okay. Well, that's positive, right? Yeah. Because that wasn't happening. I mean, I mean, it's only been a few <laughs> weeks, but like, it feels like I've been suffering from this forever now. Like, it's been a month. It's literally a month today Ugh, that I tested positive. So uh, I'm sorry to hear that. I... But things are making you're you're making forward progress. So it sounds like. Yeah, and I've seen the medical professional now. Good, good. Did and I tell that, you about this? I don't even remember I told you about this, but you've you've told me about this privately, and you've you were very not in a nasty way, but you were mm. very brief. I, I think we were both running about when we were exchanging text messages about it. But you basically I think said that, that I, it, the it message happened. I sent to you is like I sent that message, like I just copied and pasted it to like twelve people that day. Like it was just <laughs> one of fair. those kinds of things where, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. where I love that people care about me, you know, because like, it's a beautiful thing. But you can uh, there's an only one way to really give that piece of information. Oh, absolutely. Yes, I found um, a specialist who works in COVID recovery um, and so was able to get an appointment with them and went in and I kind of told him my story, you know, and all the feel, all the things that I've been having going on with me. We did some like examinations, you know, like he checked my chest with the thermometer, not thermometer, a stethoscope. Yep. Yep. Stethoscope. We did like some blood oxygen things. Like you put a blood oxygen sensor on my finger and kept making me stand up and down for like a minute to see if like what <laughs> happened. Sure. Um, we did one of those like blowing in the tube things, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? And he said that all of that looked fine. Um, I then had blood tests and an X chest x-ray. Mm-hmm. Um, and in a couple of weeks, I have an ECG... And a echocardiogram, which I always forget are not the same thing. Ah, right. ECG yes. is electrocardiogram, and the other is an echocardiogram. This is a different right. thing. They measure your heart in different ways. And then a full lung study. I've been in the hospital for two and a half hours doing these tests, Oh, apparently. my word. I don't know what a full lung study is. I guess I'll find out. I reckon, oh, you know what? Are they going to put me on exercise equipment? Very Just, well could be. Mm-hmm. Like a well, treadmill or something. Think about that. Like how I'm going to be dressed that day. They I, they haven't told me, but maybe that's what they're going to do to me, right? I don't Mike, know. Mike, Mike. Yes. This is your moment. Your moment is here. For what? Do you know what I'm envisioning right now? No. This is your tearaway trousers moment. It's oh, happened. Just like it's boom, finally happened. I'm ready to go. Just just walk up and then you say, "Oh, there happens to be a treadmill here." Rip! Boom. And yeah, then you have your go. Union Jack sport shorts underneath. I don't if, want that. If you've if you haven't been, well, what was that bonanza? What was that 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 came from? I don't know, uh, man. But there, there is a truly tremendous GIF that exists in the world, and I have a copy of it. I don't know who made it. I don't know the genesis of it. All I know is it's amazing, and and it's it's 
uh, clearly not Mike, but somebody has superimposed various Mike faces on top of this image where a gentleman in like a diner rips off his trousers or what I, I think I would that might call have been Joe Steele that did that. I don't oh, want to give better... I don't want to give stolen valor in case it wasn't, yes. but mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. might have been. This feels like a Joe Steele kind of thing. So anyways, so this gentleman rips off his trousers and there's Union Jack, you know, like boxers or sports shorts or whatever underneath. And the choices that were made for the the still picture of your face were just perfect. And so you're you're giving a big explanation for a thing that I don't even know how you get it to people. So like I I will put a link in the show notes. We'll figure something out. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, yeah, I guess I'll have to consider that meant uh, like I have to make a mental note now that I might want comfortable clothing that day. Um, but the specialist told me every symptom I have is normal for people in the condition that I'm in, if that makes sense. So yes, like it does. there is nothing that I told him that he was like, oh, that doesn't sound right. right. <laughs> it's just like, yes, this is the thing that happens to people. All of these things happen to people. And he said in, in the majority of people, it just goes away one day. And he said, this is what happened to him. Like he had a lot of the symptoms oh, wow. that I had. Okay. Um, and he says in most of his patients that he's been working with, when it goes away, it just goes away completely. The problem is it, the people that the, the symptoms don't go away for, right? And sure. So that's right. what like part of all of these tests that I'm doing are to make sure that there's no lasting damage. Mm-hmm. This thing sucks COVID? it sucks yeah. bad yeah and and you've got a raw deal on it my i'm you i'm really finding did. myself getting a bit more nervous again which i don't like about just about covid so like mm. you know like it's raging again um yeah yeah, yeah. and i don't want to have to go through this again yeah i i can completely understand and that. i don't know like the next time I get it, because I am convinced there will be a next time. Because it just seems like that's the thing, right? Like, what is it going to... Like, will it be better because I went through it once? Yeah. Or is yeah. it going to be, like, the same again? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. it's like, you know, you could say, oh, but you've already... You know, like, surely, logically, you've already had it. Your body should know how to deal with it. But yeah, but wasn't that what the vaccine was for? And like, <laughs> well, it's you know not apples I mean? to apples, but I do understand what you're saying. But, like, this is, I, I, I understand, like, I understand it's not that, but at the same time, like, think of me as a simple person, right? Like, I don't understand this stuff enough, and it's kind of like, my expectation was this was supposed to be what I had to do, you know? Like, and, and I've still got it, and I'm still pretty sick, and it's just, like, this is really annoying. I kind of just wished, I kind of just wished, I do, why couldn't I have just been, like, sick for the week? like every other thing and then just like get better and move on with my life Yep. rather than like, like now this is so weird. Like this has been, I don't want to, I'm not going to get into this too much yet because I'm still like bouncing around in my brain, but we were talking about it before the show. This has been so disruptive to me. I am thinking about making major life changes because of it. Yeah. Because it has made me, kind of realize some stuff about just fragility in a way. Mm-hmm. And I want to just make some changes in my life for when I think this will probably happen again. 
now. Like this is just <laughs> I'm in my head I'm convinced that like not only will I get COVID again, but I'll be knocked out for like two months again. And it's just having so many knock-on effects. I haven't been to the gym, right, in a month now. So I'm now like starting to lose the benefits of that too. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's just like, this is just so annoying. And now it's just like, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's crummy and I feel terrible for you. And <sighs> it's been it's been a crap sandwich from the moment you from the moment you saw um that 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 positive test. And it's just been awful. And yep. I don't know, it's 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 weird. We're gonna talk a little bit about my COVID world in just a moment, but it's been weird because I'm, you know, constantly reevaluating well what's what's acceptable, what isn't, um, you know, how dangerous is the world right now. And and yeah, it seems like there's new variants coming with I guess the, the spike protein is slightly different now, which makes it slightly more confusing to your body if you've been vaccinated but haven't been infected. And so yeah, it's it's tough. And on the one side, it's maybe good I'm super that, strong now. Then you know, <laughs> strong like bull. Strong um, like bull. Actually, all kidding aside, my understanding is, uh, what is it like hybrid immunity or something? Or not immunity, but I thought like having had it, having had the vaccine, and also having been infected, is the strongest thing your body or the best thing your body can do in order to be prepared for the next time. I'm just gonna choose to believe that, you know. That's fair. Let, 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 that's going to be canon for analog, whether or not it's scientifically mm-hmm. accurate. I don't want anyone to tell me. Um, I will just say, because I just saw him in the Discord, friend of the show, Chance Miller at 9to5Mac. Just want to give him a shout out. I saw him tweet today. Chance has COVID and he was supposed to be getting married this weekend. Oh, no. And so, Chance, I just oh, want you to hear from me. Oh. If there's anyone in the world that can kind of a little bit understand what you're going through right now, and I'm not trying to say that our situations are the same, but like in in knowing that like there's this really important thing and you can't do it, just know I I'm here for you, man. Like I feel you. And like this goes the same for any of our listeners, right? This thing friggin' sucks. And it's terrible, and it takes things away from us in a way that illnesses don't usually. Like, that's the really weird thing about it, right? Is like, if you had the flu, right, and you were going to get married, you just suck it up and get married, right? Yep, yep. But the problem with this, for tons of reasons, is like, you get it, and you're like, well, now I've got to, like, everything shuts down. Anything, like, it all shuts down. And... It seems so unfair when you're in mm-hmm. these situations. Like you just everything feels unfair. Yeah. So I haven't really got a point there, but I just I felt so bad <laughs> when I saw Chance's tweet today. Um, so considering that he's in the Discord because he's probably just laying in bed doing nothing. <laughs> right? like, I just wanted to, you know, analog listeners just showing some love. Oh, that is truly terrible and heartbreaking. You know, you had you had been served a very large, like foot long crap sandwich, but apparently Chance really wanted the crap sandwich with crap on top. So you have been you have been outdone, my friend. I'm sorry to say. And it's supposed to be going on his honeymoon the next day. Oh, I had a thought gosh. about this, and I want to share this to any of our listeners out there that are thinking about getting married. Do not plan your honeymoon to start until like two weeks after your wedding. Oh, come on. I uh, see. I'm an old fuddy-duddy, and I disagree with you there. No, no, no. I am saying for COVID. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Not I take for tradition's sake or okay, anything okay. like that. Because I take it all back. Think about your wedding, right? You are around all these people, right? Like, and and if you go into somewhere where you need to test, you know, like 
So this mm-hmm. is my recommendation mm-hmm. to anyone making plans now. Of course, like if you've already made plans ages ago, there's nothing you can do about it. But like plan your wedding for two, like to be two weeks and then your uh, honeymoon, like uh, two weeks after that. So you give yourself that wedding buffer. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's funny. Um, I, I don't want to get into it too much because it, it's not particularly relevant, but I have started planning a trip um, in January and I think for the first time ever that I can re- recollect, I definitely paid for travel insurance for that trip because it is a very big, very expensive trip. Can and you, mm-hmm. you don't get travel insurance? Not usually, no. I never Oh, my have. God. Why would you? What do you mean, why would you? Why, when do things go wrong? Why would you need All to? Maybe the you're time. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm poking at you at this point. <laughs> but truly, I've never... I can't remember a time when, when I've had a situation that something has gone so wrong that, like, I've missed a trip or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, I, it's never been catastrophically wrong. There's been inconveniences, but... Oh, I want to give you some real-time follow-up from my wonderful wife in the Discord. Casey, mm. make sure you also get COVID insurance. Oh, that's a lot of insurers point. are now decoupling this, and mm. right, it's like a whole separate thing that like we've just had this. We've just been dealing with complaints with our travel insurance company because we wanted to get at least a little bit back for that trip. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We knew we weren't going to get the flights because whatever, but like our hotel and stuff like that. Like in theory, we should be covered for stuff like that. Like is the way it's supposed to be um, with the way that our travel insurance policy was when we booked the trip, but now they've changed the policy because we have it with a credit card, which is like a whole thing. And they are, they, Adina's like made a big complaint. They're going to honor what we expected, which is still like just a small percentage of what we pay, but whatever, it's something. But anyway, make sure you have specifically COVID related cover. I thought when, when I bought it, I thought, thought that it was covered but you can tell how maybe not confident that's I what am. i'm saying check it specifically don't just assume yeah i hear you but anyway but yeah i i bring all, all that up to say you know i'm i'm certainly nervous about the way things are going right Is now because and as most countries in the world are like removing their legal rules and it's become mm-hmm. like a personal responsibility thing by and large it means that travel insurance companies won't cover it is is the essence of it Mm-hmm. Where, because you can legally get on a plane with COVID, even though you shouldn't get on a plane with COVID, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. means what shouldn't is not good enough. So they right. won't cancel. You. Right. They won't. They won't reimburse you. So, but if you have a specific COVID cover, which is now just like another way for these companies to get that little bit more money out of you, then they will cover you for it. Yep. I hear you. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I've ri- literally written a note to myself uh, to go ahead and check that. So thank you to you and Adina. Um, mm-hmm. And, and you know, we should talk about something awesome. And then we should talk about kind of what's going on with me and COVID. It sounds way more ominous than I meant it to. I'm sorry. No, everything's fine. Everything's fine. But, <laughs> but can, we, can we please uh, uh-huh. talk about something that is more awesome, way more awesome than COVID? This episode is brought to you by friends at Squarespace, the only one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything, products, services, or even the content that you create because Squarespace has you covered. And it's the whole set, right? They've got you covered from the beginning to the end and everything in between when it comes to building your website. Like, you get started with one of their beautiful templates. They are best in class and they are 
very customizable, so it can be made to fit your needs. You just search through their categories, maybe of the of the business that you have or this hyper site you want to make to find that perfect starting place. But then you can customize the design, you can the colors, the fonts, the layout, everything. It's all up to you, but you don't need any code for it. It's all just done in the web browser in their apps, and you can drag and drop everything. It's beautiful. Then if you want to make an online store, very easy with Squarespace. Whether you sell physical or digital goods, they have all of the tools that you need to get started online. And then when you want to make sure everybody is seeing your products, you can get stuck in with their SEO tools. You go that extra step. So you can use their suite of integrated features and useful guides to maximize prominence among search results. So go on over right now. Check out Squarespace for yourself. Go to squarespace.com slash analog and you can sign up for a free trial with no credit card required. Then when you're ready to launch, use the offer code analog and you'll get 10% of your first purchase of a website or domain. And you can just go there. You go to that website, which is squarespace.com slash analog. You build the whole site. You can just play around with it. That's what the trial's for. But then when you want to launch it to the world, you use that code analog and you'll get 10% of your first purchase and show your support for the show. Our thanks to Squarespace for their continued support of this show and Relay FM. You know, if you'll permit me to uh, kind of tag on to that uh, ad read real quick, I've noticed no! of late, I know, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I've noticed of late, and this has happened like two or three times recently, that I'll be on, typically it's a restaurant website, but not exclusively, and it'll be one of the restaurant websites that's shocking because it doesn't look like a pile of garbage, you know and what I'm saying? It's not made like in most, flash. Uh, yeah, it's made in flash, or it's clearly not been updated since like, you know, 2003, and I'll be on a restaurant website that looks good. And I'll be looking around and maybe something will happen and I'll hit the escape key. And two or three times recently, I've noticed, you know, around this time, oh, it's a Squarespace site. That's why it's good. That's why it's not a pile of garbage. It's because they're using Squarespace. So yep. and this is true. I'm not just saying that like this really has happened to me recently. It's just funny to me that, that that's been two or three times in the last month. I've, I've noticed that. So anyway, moving right along. Uh, COVID update for me, uh, as I sit here now, as far as I know, none of us are sick, uh, but on the plus side, Michaela has had her first shot. She has gotten one half of her vaccine done. And I. <laughs> Thank you. That was flawless. Absolutely flawless. Uh, I am overjoyed. Uh, it, it was a bit of a journey, which we can I can give you the short, short version of. But um, I want she's tell me the story, man. Yeah. So. Um, so we got approval, not like we, the list family, but in general, like, you know, America got approval, what, a couple of weeks ago, two, three, four <laughs> weeks Biden ago. Joe Biden called me and he said, it's time. <laughs> he said, it's, it's time, time. Michaela specifically, my buddy Joe, he was eating his ice cream with his aviators on, getting mm -hmm. into his Corvette. And he said, you know what, bud, you've waited long enough. It's time. And you said, um, we did it, Joe. <laughs> we are. <laughs> did it, Joe. <laughs> oh, how come you're even funnier than me when you're when you're infected with COVID or you're getting over COVID? I'm annoyed at you mm -hmm. now. Uh, anyway, so uh, so after me and we, me and Uncle Joe talked, um, we, we tried to find Michaela. So both Pfizer and Moderna were approved for the little littles in America, and. For Aaron and me, and for Deck, well, for Declan, there was only Pfizer. For Aaron and me, there was Pfizer and Moderna, and we didn't really care between the two. We just happened to both get Moderna. But for the little littles, there were some noteworthy differences between the two. And I'm not trying to say that my mathematics was correct or incorrect or whatever, but for Aaron and me, for various reasons, we thought that we would prefer to get her Moderna. Um, mostly because Moderna's two doses and it's a higher quantity. Like, I don't remember what the unit is and I'm, this is going to be absolutely fabricated, but you know, say the Pfizer is like five milliliters. The Moderna was like 30 and Pfizer was three Even shots. Even little children? 
So it's, it's like a double ones. shot in Little Children? Yeah, it's it's considerably more stuff. And again, those those units are just for example. Because I think but that it, was the same for Madonna and adults too, right? That like the I honestly was, don't know. It was I, I I believe that's the case. Don't you don't need to fact check me. Yeah, yeah, fair. But I also know like I, I don't. But of everyone that I knew that had really bad like this knock me out kind of side effects, it tended to be Madonna. That is true. Yeah, I did hear that. Um, but we wanted to get Moderna for her because she's four and a half, right? So mm-hmm. she's almost at that magical five-year cutoff where suddenly, apparently, your body completely changes. <laughs> did Declan get Moderna? Uh, no, he got Pfizer because that was the only thing approved oh, at that time for his age group. He's been, and he's he's already out, been he's boosted. He's Madonna like, list club. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Everyone else yeah, is he's on the, the Madonna he's the black sheep. He's yep, the outcast yep, yep. of Pfizer yep. over there. Turns out he's the black sheep. Well, actually, and Aaron and I got boosted with Pfizer because at that point we figured, well, since we got the Moderna primary series, let's just mix and match, see if that helps. Um, I love how people do these kinds of things. <laughs> it makes no make sense, bit. right? It's just like, I'm. well, like this just makes sense to me. Like, so I'm just going to get, right. <laughs> surely it's better, you know? I just, right, right, it's right. funny. Like, it's funny. Maybe there is science to it, but that's not, it's not going into our decisions. Well, yeah, I, I I can't argue with you, but one way or another, we did our best research and what, what we concluded, again, I'm not trying to say we're right or wrong, but what we concluded is we'd prefer Moderna. And unfortunately, what happened to happen around here was that seemed it seemed like everyone was getting Pfizer for the little littles. The pharmacies were getting Pfizer, the, the, the pediatricians were getting Pfizer, like everyone was getting Pfizer. And about the only place we could find that was getting Moderna was the official like health department events, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But the problem with the official health department events is that everyone is looking at the official health department events. And now we're back in you know April of 2021, where we're all desperately seeking the vaccine and doing whatever we can to find the vaccine. Because for those that want the vaccine for the little littles, we've been waiting two and a half years almost. And you know we're all doing whatever we can to get it. And so I had scheduled uh, through the health department, I had scheduled a shot for her today, actually. And in fact, this recording was briefly going to be quite a bit later because I was in theory going to be just returned from Michaela getting her shot. And then, uh, Aaron was able to spot one this past Thursday as we record. Um, so I don't remember what day that was off the top of my head, but it was this past Thursday. And, uh, we did that at the Richmond city health department. So this was downtown. Um, and that, there's nothing wrong with that, but we live in the suburbs. So it's a little bit of a production to get all the way down there. Um, but we get, went down there and it was amazing. All the people there were super kind and super happy and super excited. We saw a bunch of like little babies, you know, like eight month old kids, mm. year old kids. We was saw a bunch of children in this. No, facility. I don't but think it, it was. I think it was everyone. Because there was the change. It was probably more, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. How many people are getting it done on a day? Like adults are getting it done on a daily basis. It can't be right. that many at this point, I'd assume. Yep. But yep. considering they just changed the rules in children and yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so we went down there and, and it was also, you know, in the middle of a work day, which is, you know, one of the advantages of, um, uh, of, you know, having the job that I have. Uh. Um, so anyway, so we went down there, uh, and, and we saw the people, you know, went and, and got her shot. And she was, it was so adorable because she's such a trooper, like Declan for all of his wonderful qualities. He is the biggest baby in the world when it comes to shots. Like he's scared first, of needles, right? Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know if it's scared of needles specifically, but he psychs himself up like, oh, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. And he just uh, get, he, it's like, you know, an, a, a snowball rolling down the hill and it just gets worse and worse and worse and worse. He gets nervous. 
So he I gets super nervous. Yeah. And so for his first vaccination, I literally had, he was sitting on my lap and I had to like bear hug him and McK- and Aaron had to like hold his arms down. So he would be still enough for the poor pharmacist to do it for the second one. He was much better. And for the booster, he was much better, but um, it was ugly for the first one. It's wild that he's been boosted. Like that is wild to me. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. She, yeah, she hasn't so. even got a first one and he's already been boosted. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah it yeah, really exactly. gives a sense of how long it's taken. Yep. Yeah, I com- I couldn't agree with you more. And it's been so frustrating. But um, but so anyway, so we're standing at the check-in area and, <laughs> and I hear her say in her little voice, you know, Dad, why do I have to get my vaccine? And I'm like, Well, you know, it's to keep you safe. I don't <laughs> want to. It's gonna hurt, isn't it? Well, yes, it will be, but you know, like we always say, it's boop done bandaged, because that's what I don't know, one of them. I think Michaela actually said that to Declan once. She's she's like, Oh, it's it's super fast. It's just boop done bandage. You know, because you get a little band-aid afterwards and it was the that's cutest fun. thing. And so uh, so she uh, said, no, it's just booped on bandage. It'll be fine. And so, you know, we go and we're led to a, to a room. And I think for the little littles, they're treating it slightly differently for even Declan. It was basically like, you know, we walked up to a pharmacy counter, they jabbed him across the counter and said, sit over there for 10 minutes. Uh, but for her, <laughs> they just throw in them at people and they walk in the door. <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> Uh, so anyway, um, so, so in this case it was in like an examination room at like, it wasn't literally a doctor's office, but it felt like a doctor's office. Um, and they, you know, we go into the exam room. That's how they, they do it more here. Like they set up facilities okay. and you go into a, like a room and you're with two people always in the room. So I don't know why. Oh, interesting. It's like one person's filling out the paperwork and the other one is administering the, the shots. Mm, That's how it was for all three of mine, and I went to different places for all three of them, which is kind of <laughs> realized that. I was just like, because it was just, where can I get it? That was how it was, right? Like, my first one, I did it through the NHS system and got it. And then the mm-hmm. subsequent two, it was kind of just like looking on Reddit and seeing where there were places locally that were doing walk ins. And we did that for both the second gotcha. jab and the booster. Yep, yep, yep. So, but it's but in the three different places that I received COVID vaccines, it was always that way. You'd go into a holding area, they sent you into a room, and then there would be one person on the computer, one person giving the jab. Yeah, come to think of it, I did all three of mine in different spots because I did that like don't don't say anything, but we're really accepting anyone walk yeah. in. And then I did uh, my second shot at a pharmacy, and the yeah. third one was at a like truly public. You're good to go. Please feel free to walk in uh, uh, event. But anyway, so, you know, she says to me, oh, do I have to get my vaccine? I'm scared. You know, I said, oh, no, it'll be, it'll be fine. Booped on bandage. And then we go back. We go into the little examination room and I'm like holding the iPad and um, playing one of her favorite TV shows. And and uh, and she's really not having it, but I'm doing my best. Uh, Aaron, she's sitting on Aaron's lap because that's what she wanted to do. And sure enough, it was booped on bandage. And, you know, she cried a little bit, but she was mostly fine. Squirmed a little bit, which was unusual for her, but she was mostly fine. And then we went and just waited our 15 minutes and that was that. And I tell you what, Mike, if I wasn't trying to put on the brave face for her and for the random person administering the vaccination, I would have been bawling. This I absolutely is more important to you than it is to her. Oh, big time. Right. I mean, she, <laughs> she knows, well, <laughs> you know she, knows <laughs> she knows it helps her stay healthy and keeps her safe and so on and so forth. But yes, you're a thousand percent right. Yeah, but she's not. Is she changing any of her daily behaviors? You know what no. I mean? Like, she's a kid. Well, she, you know. No, but she did ask later that day, like, does this mean we can eat inside a restaurant now? And I was like, well, you know, you got to get one more and you got we, we have to wait a little while. But yeah, yeah, we probably can. Oh, and, really? You're waiting yeah. for the second now for this? Well, yeah, because after the first one, if memory serves, the efficacy is is 
almost not right. like it's 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 so very, when is that little. then uh so that's already been scheduled for the end of this month as we record okay. so i that's think it's like then. 28th or something okay. yeah yeah once you go in for the first they uh, they schedule you there for the second which was that's which good. was great um but yeah so she, it was fine she was good uh we went home and we watched some movie that she chose i don't remember what it was uh and we you know had a dinner that she wanted to get and so on and so forth but um but she is finally one shot in and so with moderna like i said for the little littles it is two rounds and then you're done uh and so she will get her second uh, at the end of now, the month now these stories are all coming together for me Which now stories? you're planning a vacation <laughs> so ah, like, yes, you indeed. know like a, the 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 previous thing you mentioned is now connecting to this yeah, one because yeah. i was just thinking well what are you going to do now then now that because this is the whole point right it was like you weren't going to do anything until michaela was vaccinated so now she's getting vaccinated what are you doing and now you're planning a vacation yeah exactly well in her fifth birthday is coming up in january and that's that's the vacation we're planning we're, we're going to follow uh basically along the same lines as um as as we did with declan which um, is which is disney world uh, so we're doing that in January and uh, the kids don't know. So if you happen to meet my kids on the street, please don't tell them. Please don't ask them about they their Disney World trip. They don't listen to the show? Uh, no, they don't. What uh, is happening here? This I know, I know. It's it's absurd. Um, <laughs> so anyway, so we got that done and uh, I am I am overjoyed. I am so excited. And it's funny, and this is what I was alluding to earlier. It's funny because on the one side, I feel like the f- for me, and I'm not saying I'm right, wrong, or indifferent, but for me, I had drawn this line in the sand that I'm not doing a lot of the things that I would prefer and want to do until Michaela has some amount of protection. And so for me, that meant once she is at at the very least had her second jab or perhaps second jab and, you know, a week or two buffer, once that is done, then at that point, I feel like we can start to reenter society. Well, we have started, but you know what I mean? Like we, we, we can properly reenter society. All of this is finally coming together. It's all coming out, Millhouse, baby. And then there's a new variant, and it's extremely virulent. It's extremely bad, and it doesn't seem like the vaccines help for it. So great, that's awesome. Yeah, so, but I don't, I don't know do, what man? to do. But what are you going to do? At, at some point, you know, I half her life has been COVID. She's four and a half years old. She was born in January of eighteen. By January of 2020, we were just barely shy of of the beginning of COVID. It was March 2020. March 13, 2020 was when we went into our quote-unquote lockdown. So almost most of her life has been COVID. And at some point, we need to allow her to be a child, you know? And and we've done things here and there, you know, like we we didn't have her wear her mask at preschool for a while, uh, or we stopped having her wear her mask at preschool because we could tell it was doing more harm than good, et cetera, et cetera. But you know, there's a lot of stuff like the kids have wanted to go bowling really badly. And we've been saying, no, no, we're not going bowling until Michaela's protected. You know, that's inside. We don't do inside stuff. Um, and now they're starting to ask again, like, can we, can we do it? Can we do it? Um, and I think we're you starting to say, yeah, it. soon. Yeah. And soon we can. Because otherwise it's like, you're not holding up to your. Exactly. And yeah. a bargain here, you know? Exactly right. And so, um, so yeah, so we're doing. We're, we're starting to make these sorts of plans. Uh, Aaron's been talking about like taking them to a movie at like, you know, noon on a Thursday, you know, <laughs> sometime when it's going to be extremely uh, empty. And I think oftentimes they have like super cheap tickets. And so um, I didn't want to sit in a movie theater for two hours with other humans that are, you know, billowing, you know, COVID out into the air potentially. And now I think the math is a little bit different, hopefully, maybe. 
Um, so I am as much as I'm a little morose at this particular moment because I'm I'm scared that you know here it was I'm finally getting my moment only to be told oh you got to be triply careful now because yeah. there's a new one floating around. Uh, but yeah. that aside, I am I am overjoyed. I am so happy. Like I I cried once I got in the car after my first shot. I cried a bit, and I definitely would have actively cried with this one if it weren't for the fact that. I was in public and wanted to try to not yep. be a blubbering fool. Well, I'm very happy because I know how much this meant to you. Like, and I just like to, you know, obviously a minute ago I was saying that I'm nervous about all this stuff again, and I am. Like, it's not good, but I do, I do think that we need to find balances in our lives. Exactly. And you have been, I think, way on the, you've been way far on one side mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. a really, really long time. And I think you've got to like balance it a little bit more now. Yeah. Oh, agreed. Agreed. And agreed. I know that was always the plan, but like my, I mean, look, I just think that you, you can't look at all of these variants and then be like, well, now we've got to change. I mean, it's just not going to be, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think what, what it comes down to is, and I think we've talked on the show before, like, am, is Casey an inherently selfish jerk or not? And, um, I don't think you're selfish. I just think you just, protective well so the reason i the re, the reason i bring this up is i i want to be able to look myself in the mirror and say i did what i thought was appropriate in order yeah. to protect my children and i'm not saying i'm not sorry that that implies that this people is who the, have, i mean honestly this is the opposite of selfish well because you have yes not no. done lots of things <laughs> for the sake of your children right yeah, but it's also so I could sleep at night and know that I did what I could, right? I don't think that, like, I don't, that doesn't make it. I, I, that doesn't change the equation for me. Well, and I appreciate that, and that's that's kind of you. But um, but no, I I and I don't mean to imply that people who have made other decisions are wrong, and I'm right. I'm just saying for me, I felt like I couldn't really properly re-enter society until Michaela has been protected, and it yeah. seemed to me to be negligent to throw her out into the into the world yeah. and just hope on a wing and a prayer that you know that nothing goes wrong, and yeah. so. Now, like I said to you earlier, like my line in the sand for me, and I think Aaron felt the same way, but certainly for me was I want her to have some amount of vaccine in her. So at this point, I feel like I have done what I could and should do to protect her, to protect us, et cetera. And now by at the, at the end of July, she will have had her second shot and, you know, early in August, it will be two weeks post her second shot. And I'm not even sure if that's necessary now, but, you know, assuming it might be. That means right as the summer's ending, <laughs> we'll be ready to live it up, baby. Um, but no, I'm, I'm just, I'm so excited. I'm so thankful. Uh, yep. It has been such a slog for the List family. And a lot of that is self-created. And I understand that, but it's been it such a slog. A and and it's, I'm just so over, over, Good. overjoyed that I'm, I'm seeing the light at the end of the tunnel now. I'm, I, I don't know how I could be happier, but maybe you can find a way. You know, you can, sometimes you can just let me start, you know? I could do that, but you why know, would like, I? I was, took a breath in to start the ad, and then it, there you go, Mr. Segway. I could just do them, <laughs> you know? It's like, if you want to do that, I would just be sitting here like, what do I do now? <laughs> right? <laughs> like Ron Burgundy. Does anything oh, happen gosh. now? Like, what happens <laughs> what, what do I do? What do I do now? This episode of Analog is brought to you by Trade. When you become a Trade Coffee customer, you can enjoy knowing you have the freshest, best-tasting coffee you've ever made at home. 
home. And that coffee that you'll be drinking will be from some of the US's best independent craft roasters, which helps out a bunch of small businesses too. So you get that feeling, right? That good feeling of like, oh, I'm playing my part here, right? Like I'm helping out a bunch of small companies. But let me tell you the real secret. The coffee's excellent. You're doing it for you, mostly, because the coffee's real good. Trust me, like I've had a bunch of it and everything I've had from from uh, trade has been fantastic. But you, you also help the small businesses, but then you get good coffee. Trade's coffee team taste tests thousands of coffees to keep 450 different kinds live and ready to ship every day. Everyone that has that one coffee that they're just going to love and Trade's going to make sure you find it. They are so incredibly confident that they're going to match you right the first time that if anything happens, if for any reason you are unhappy, you just give them your feedback and one of their coffee experts will work with you to send a brand new bag for free so you're going to be looked after. It takes just answering a couple of questions to get your own personalized variety of coffees delivered fresh to you as often as you like. And Trade have now delivered over 5 million bags of fresh coffee with more than 750,000 positive reviews online. Trade is offering new customers a total of $30 off your first order plus free shipping when you go to drinktrade.com slash analog. That is more than 40 cups of coffee for free. Get started by taking the quiz at drinktrade.com slash analog and let trade find you a coffee that you'll love. That URL one last time is drinktrade.com slash analog for $30 off. Our thanks to trade for their support of this show and Relay FM. Mike, I, I, I have a problem. Okay. <laughs> I, I have a big problem, uh-huh. which is that I have a small problem. So let me be a little less obtuse. Uh, I have received something I've been waiting for for nearly a year. And I am realizing that I am truly an old man because seeing this damn thing is hard and I wish it was bigger. Oh. Uh, what a, this screen, <laughs> the screen on my new toy is so itty bitty and it's driving me nuts. But oh, I, have, I, have gotten, I have gotten a play date. It is uh-huh. adorable. I love it. I hope I still love it in a year. I don't know if it's just, you know, I've fallen in lust or I've fallen in love, but the screen on this thing, it is so beautiful and so crisp, but I'm such an old man and I wish it was bigger. <laughs> the only criticism I have of the play day is the backlight and yes, maybe oh, a backlight, a thousand percent. the lack of backlight. Maybe if there was a backlight, you wouldn't need the screen to be bigger, you know, like it might make it yeah, easier to see. Um, well, what I'll ask you genuinely, I don't think this is a great experience. It might help you. Do you know that they have an app on the Mac and you plug the Playdate oh, in? Oh, I'd forgotten about that. Yes, I did know that that was a thing, but I'd forgotten it existed. It's called Playdate Mirror. Uh, and you that. still play the games on the device. Sure, sure, sure. You can sure. make the screen as literally as big as you want. I mean, I was intimately familiar with this application when I broke my Playdate, right? Oh, So yeah, the only yeah. way I could play the games yeah, yeah, yeah. was to play them uh, using the Mirror app. Yeah, that's that's super frustrating. I had forgotten that that it would let you do that. I knew this was a thing. Um, no, I, and I'm I'm you know being a little bit dramatic for comedic effect. It's not that bad, but uh, I I do find that it is um, it it is smaller than I than I would like. Uh, <clears throat> and okay. I wish it was a little bit. <laughs> I wish it was a Stop little bit it. bigger. Um, but nevertheless, this playdate is so much fun. Uh, I had it. I did not announce to anyone in the house that it was coming, and then it arrived. And I, uh, I opened it up and of course Declan was, I, I think Declan was actually in the middle of reading Harry Potter, which maybe we should talk about briefly at some point, but, um, he was, he kind of, he kind of looks over and he's like, wait, 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 what's that? What's going on mm. there? <laughs> and I was like, well, do you have any video game? What do you have? 
we have a switch. Um, we have a switch. Oh, that of course ha- you do. We play Mario Kart together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so we have a switch, and he'll play uh, Mario Kart. Uh, he'll play Mario Party from time to time. Super Smash Brothers very occasionally. Uh, I forget what else he enjoys on there, but um, and we don't have that many games, but we have you know kind of the the standard set. Um, but anyway, so he he enjoys video games. He is not like super avid in part because we just don't let him go you know hours and hours and hours playing video mm-hmm. games. Oh, the Playdate Mirror is excellent. This is very good. I was trying you it just out. As we were talking. It? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, this is very very good indeed. I like this quite a lot. Um, and it's responsive too. Holy jamolis. This is, this is definitely workable. All right. I'm going to stop playing the play date now. Uh, yep. but anyway, uh, it is, it is so delightful to play date and it is such a neat little device. It is so tiny. Like it, I had seen it that WWDC what was it 19 when we all had it, either had time with it or at least got to see it. And I don't think I played it at the time, but I had at least seen it being used. I didn't I was like, get, I wasn't around. I didn't see that either. Okay, so I, I I think I saw like when Syracuse was playing or something like uh-huh. that, uh, but I didn't. I don't p- remember putting my hands on one at the time. And it is so well. It's so panic, right? It's such a panic device. It's it's really well done. It's really adorable. The screen, as much as I'm whining and moaning about how tiny it is, it is so impossibly crisp. And I was talking to Declan about the Playdate and about what I was used to when I was his age, which was the original OG Game Boy, which was you know 15 pounds and as thick as like the dock, my CalDigit dock that's sitting on my desk. Like it was impossibly big. And this thing is just adorably tiny. And the screen on the original Game Boy was just garbage. Like even for then, I feel like I knew it was not a great screen. And certainly by today's standards, it's like hilariously bad. Um, but no, this play date is super fun. I really am enjoying the whole play date thing, you know, where you get new games, like the whole okay. season idea. Uh, where you get new games every week. And this apparently was a really good week because what did I get? I got um, the dog thing, the Pick Pack Pup, which Pick I've Pack only Pup. played briefly, yep. but is very fun. It's the best, it's, it's maybe the best game on Play Do you think so? Yeah. I think Because so. how, many, how many weeks do you get in the first season? Uh, I think the season's 12 weeks long, two games a week. Okay. Have, are you done with yours yet or no? No. I've still got oh, a couple okay. more weeks to go. Fair enough. Uh, but Pick Pack Pup is very good. Lost Your Marbles I've only briefly played. Um, I'm a week behind. So week 12 apparently has happened. So I will be, I will have the whole thing uh, next week. And okay. I fell behind a bit. So I have a new play date. Um, but I got one. I got a new one sent to me after like breaking mine. But, but I, so I missed a few. I've been like trying to catch up, and then I got Steam Deck, and then I'm playing on Steam Deck. But ah, like, uh, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So like you know, it's just like I got a recency thing. But I've been dipping back in. Like another game that I actually really, really like uh, is called Executive Golf. It's so oh, funny. It's just like a funny premise, and it's I think is done really well. Executive Golf DX is the name of the game. I've been enjoying that. Um, but Pick Pack Pop, uh, I think, is the best game that I've played. Like it. it it just works really well. The music's good. It's funny. Um, they they did a really, really, really good job of that game. Yeah, I, I've only played it very, very briefly because these just came in for me yesterday. But like, there there are a few that I have that I know I've heard good reviews on, but I haven't had the chance to play them yet. Like Inventory Hero is apparently also a really good game, which I've got, yeah. but I haven't played that yet. Fair enough. Have you sideloaded much? I believe I asked you this yeah. privately, and and you said I you sideloaded had a, few. a ton of stuff because. I just wanted to try new things, right? When the system sure. came out, so like I, I sideloaded a lot, and I think my favorite favorite Playdate game is a game called Bloom, 
Oh, that's right. You were telling me about this. And that's that's like a real-time thing, though? It kind of. There's some real-time element to it. Uh, but I don't know if it's for you. That's fair. Yeah, no no offense taken. That's completely fair. Um, but no, this the play date is just so cool and so adorable. I, I, I wish more than anything else, first of all, that it had a backlight. I wish it was a little bit bigger, maybe, possibly, maybe, although it would it would ruin some of the cuteness. So maybe that's not really fair of me to say. Um, I also kind of wish, and I think that I saw somewhere that it may be forthcoming. I kind of wish that it had Bluetooth audio support so I could like plug in, um, like, or like attach my AirPods to it or something like that. Bluetooth. Um, and I know they are adding the Bluetooth audio for, uh, the dock, right? The dock. I don't Mm -hmm. know if they're ever going to have Bluetooth Headphone device. Mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah, I don't think know. that's going to happen. Maybe not. I, I know that there was something related to Bluetooth, like you had said. Maybe it was just for the dock. Maybe I got myself confused. Um, but one way or another, I kind of wish it did have Bluetooth audio. Um, but one way or another, I, I really, really enjoy this thing. It for a couple hundred bucks, which is not an insignificant amount of money, but for a couple hundred bucks, it's re- it seems really well built. It's you know really well considered, really well done. The games are hit or miss so far, but the ones that I've liked, I've really liked. A Casual Birder was one of the first games, I think, but in the first yeah, week. Yeah, it's a good game. It's, 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 I think it's quite particular for different people, right? Because it's like an RPG game, but mm-hmm. I think it's really well written. That's what I, I like. I think it's very funny. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I thought it was fun. Yeah, I just thought it was straight up fun. Um, yeah. And so I, I've just, you know started looking at, you know, I wonder... Could, could I write something for this? And I just, I haven't come up with a, a clever or even mildly interesting premise, much, much less the whole task of doing game development, which I've never done before. But, um, but one way or another, it's just so adorable and so fun. And I, and I really, really enjoy it. And it is, it is a completely useless, like, you know, um, it, just not a waste of money, but it's like a silly thing to spend money on, but I love it. <laughs> and, and it's, it, it's, it's like the switch in the sense that, this unique take on hardware has what is what's getting me to pay attention to video games again. Because when I do play video games, I do tend to enjoy it, but it's very rare that I sit down and think, you know what I'd like to do right now? I would like to play a video game. And, and so, uh, it's, it's fun getting into video games again. And, And it's fun getting to see a lot of things that remind me of video games when I was a kid, you know, like Breath of the Wild for as amazing as it is on the Switch or Mario, the new Mario Karts, uh, you know, as, ma- as amazing as they are. And in fact, there's, you know, new courses on Mario Kart. They, they, they just came out with a few new courses uh, like a month or two ago. Um, but it, they, they don't remind me of the video games of my youth that much, whereas this very much reminds me of the hours spent in the car playing a Game Boy. You know what I mean? Now, did you get an analog pocket? I don't recall. Yeah. <laughs> And have you played much with that? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, for me, that was more of like a curiousness. I, I would, mm-hmm. I don't think I ever would have gotten one. Um, but a listener got in contact with me and said, like, I have a second. You can buy this one from me at, at price. Oh, that's awesome. And so I was like, yeah, I'll do that. Thank you. And <laughs> so I did. I mean, and it's fine. Yeah. Oh, I'm surprised you weren't more enthusiastic about it. What I like about the analog pocket is that I can play my old cartridges and there's like a history in that for me. Sure. The thing is, like, I like new games more than I like old games. Okay, that's fair. And there's lots of new games that I haven't played. 
Mm. But mm-hmm. I like that I have this. Like, this just feels like a fun thing to own. The analog, um, that is. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so, like, you know, I have this box of old Game Boy cartridges, and now I actually have something I can play them on. Like, I have all my old games. And so now I get to get to keep them, which, like, so I get to, like, use them again, which I think is is pretty great. So I'm, I'm happy about that, right? Like, I just, I'd kept all these old Game Boy games. And now I have something I can do with them. Yeah. Yeah. No, that it, I just love the nostalgia aspect of it, if nothing else. It's like, you know, I guess it's kind of like, what is it, a resto mod? When you take an old, old, old car, but put like modern guts in it so it performs like a modern car, it stops like a modern car, it accelerates like a modern car. It's a similar idea. Like, it's not exactly apples to apples, but it feels similarly. And it's in that it's they've limited themselves to what appears on the surface to be like a Game Boy style setup you know a, a d-pad two buttons granted there's a crank but leaving that aside for a second a d-pad a couple of buttons and you know a very very crude screen although the screen in actuality is not crude at all but at, gla- at a glance it is um it's just funny and so we were we did a fourth of july celebration uh, we joined a swimming pool an outdoor swimming pool this year for the first time um and so we we can go to the pool when we want and we did our fourth of july there and Declan was taking his time out from swimming and was playing the play date for a little while. And I wasn't here for this conversation, but apparently some other kid walked by and was like, oh, you have a play date. And he was oh, like, Oh, funny. well, you know, this, yeah, it's my dad's blah, 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 my family's or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Oh man, they're sold out forever. You can't get your hands on one of those. You know, you, you, you buy them for like a couple hundred bucks, but you could sell them for like $2,000. And so Declan was like, wait, what? <laughs> and so so yeah, apparently I, I'm surprised actually that anyone even knew what it was, truth be told, because I thought it was such a niche thing, but maybe not. I mean, if the kid's a gamer. Yeah, it's fair. It's fair. It's like, you know, there's so much hype around anything gaming related yeah. at the moment in general. So, I mean, it, it doesn't, if they're a gamer, it doesn't surprise me if they would know, to be honest. Anyway, it's super fun. I really enjoy it. Uh, If you have, you, Mike, and you listeners, if you have uh, anything that you recommend in terms of like side-loading games, uh, please do send it my way, like via Twitter or something, because I'd I'd love to try some new stuff. But uh, yeah, I I really enjoy it. All right. This episode is brought to you by our friends over at FitBod. Between balancing work, family, and everything else you've got going on in your life, it can sometimes be hard to make fitness a priority. What you need is a program that works with you, not against you, and that's why you need FitBod. FitBod's algorithm learns about you, your goals, and training ability, and will craft a personalized exercise plan that is unique to you. That app makes it so incredibly easy to learn every exercise and exactly how to perform them. FitBod uses data to create and adjust a dynamic fitness plan for you. You can have instant access to your own personalized routine in that app anywhere so you can make progress on your goals. And the thing is, it's like it is really for you. Like I found and many people find that's when it sticks. When you have something that works for you, learns about you and can give you the exercises that you want to make the kind of changes you might want to make in your life, that's when this kind of stuff works the best. And that's exactly what FitBod does because everyone's fitness path is different. So they make sure to customize things. It learns from your last workout so your next will be even better no matter how much you're working out or how often. And it tracks your muscle recovery to make sure that your plan is balanced of a variety of exercises to make sure you're not overworking anything. You know, plans that I tried, like things like this before FitBod, they just have you doing the same kind of exercises five times a week. And it's like, <laughs> this doesn't feel good. And it's boring. And so FitBod mixes it up. Their app has these beautiful video tutorials shot from multiple angles so you can learn every exercise really easily. And it integrates with your wearables, so your Apple Watch or your Wear OS smartwatch, and apps and services you might use like Strava, Fitbit, or an Apple Health. 
Personalized training of this quality can be really expensive. FitBot is just $12.99 a month or $79.99 a year, but you can get 25% off your membership by signing up at fitbod.me slash analog. So go now and get your own customized fitness plan at fitbod.me slash analog and you will get 25% off your membership. That's fitbod.me slash analog for 25% off. A thanks to FitBod for the support of this show and Relay FM. I am only halfway through the backmarkers for this week, but... Holy cow, what a yeah, race. Yeah, so we got to talk was. about it. We got to talk oh, about it. And look, word. by the time this episode comes out, there's probably already been another race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we like we just kind of have to talk about the British Grand Prix. Yeah. Uh oh my word. So maybe I the best to... race I've seen. Like Yeah, it well, uh, you know, I think you're right. It was actually, but I can't remember which one it was, but it was one of the first races I watched once I really properly started paying attention to F1 was when, was it, uh, Hamilton had like a half dead tire or something like that. And Max came like screaming around the last corner. Do you know what I'm talking about? I, I'm, my yeah, details are I think fuzzy. that was the first race of the 2020 season. It might've been, When like yeah. everyone's tires were exploding and, yeah, and Lewis yeah, yeah. won on three wheels. Cause we were, me and Adina were just talking about this because I was reminded from this episode, so like episode, I, I love how I call them episodes sometimes. I do that by accident. <laughs> I was reminded by this this past race, the the, the Silverstone, because obviously there was all the drama, which we'll probably get to. They were covering the cars up, right? And mm-hmm. I remembered when, during that race, like if it was, I think it was the season opener for 2020. I think you might be right. The It wasn't just how, like there were tires blowing up all over the place. And Pirelli, whenever the cars were, coming in were were covering the tires so people couldn't see them oh yes i do remember that yes 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 so it reminded me of that yeah 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 i had forgotten about that but yeah so that was a really exciting race you know when when hamilton's limping across the finish line and max is doing everything to get in front of him actually the race in which max clinched the championship was also really exciting i know it's a little bit of a sore subject i'm sorry but that was exciting i know it was i did but i didn't see that one Oh, that's right. I forgot because you were on, I was plane, on the plane, weren't you? That's yeah. right. I had forgotten that. Um, that was a really good race. But this one, the British Grand Prix, was very good and possibly the best race I've seen. Um, it, it all started, it all went wrong in turn one when there was a horrific crash, mm. just a truly terrible crash. And like, what was it? Three or four different cars all got taken out all at the same time. But uh, yeah. was it Joe on you? I, I, I'm butchering his name. I'm Joe so sorry. Joe you. Thank you. Um, ended up, they, we, we later found out, although they didn't show the replay, understandably, for a long time, ended up getting flipped onto the halo, onto the thing that like you can think of it as kind of a mini roll cage. He gets flipped onto the halo and is skidding at what must have been 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 miles an hour off of the track through gravel. He's upside down, mind you. Mm-hmm. Off of the track through gravel, then hits, did he hit the tire wall or did he like somehow leap it up the floor? It. So it bounces like uh, either right before into the tire wall, ends up hitting the metal fencing that's there to protect the spectators and slides down in the gap between the tire wall and the fencing. And that's where he was stuck for like 10 minutes. Yes, yeah, crazy. It was terrifying to watch. And they didn't show it, thankfully, until we knew that he was at least okay. And it turns out, I guess he was actually pretty much fine. But at the time, we didn't know. He was. He's, he's fine. He was back, he was back in, the, in the paddock by the end of the race. Oh, I missed that. I didn't realize he had already mm-hmm. already made all his way back. But um, anyway, like Alex was, Albon. Yeah, yeah. Which I saw that he tweeted that he's okay, but mm-hmm. that that I did not realize because it seemed just watching it that 
it seemed to me anyway that that Joe's uh, his his crash was way worse from the looks of it. But as it turns out, it, it didn't seem to. A heads up for you. This is a, this is mainly a thing I know because I am a communicator about Formula One now as a mm-hmm, fun mm-hmm. thing. Joe Guan Yu prefers his inti- like as is a custom. It's his full name. So oh, like okay, when people okay. shorten it to Joe, that's not correct. Oh, good to know. All right, well, I appreciate the heads up. They they uh, they shorten it for the. Um, for the like for the race graphic, so it said ZHO. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you are talking about him, you wouldn't just say like Lewis, you sure. would say Zhou Guanyu, the whole thing. Okay, well, good to know. Thank you. I don't know enough about this, so that, you know, but I, I believe with the way that you would say it in Chinese, there isn't like one name that's the first name. I gotcha. Okay, such. Oh, so so Zhou Guanyu. You know, I can so feel bad. it already. Yeah, oh, you're in your right. head now, boy. Yeah, I am. Oh, I really am. So, uh, so our, the, the, the driver for Alpha Tori, uh, Alpha yeah. Romeo, you'll get there. Oh, God. In oh, a minute, word. you will I'm get there. You know, like oh, you're going to get there. I'm a mess. I am a mess. Well, anyways, so the, the, the crash was bad. <laughs> apparently, it messed with my head as well. Uh, but anyway, so then most of the race, I thought well, it was fine. It was good. I mean, it was not terribly remarkable. But then all of a sudden, with like 10, 12 laps left, who was it that um, was it? Ocon had his had a fuel pump issue, I believe, and he just stops dead in the middle of the track. It's not his fault. So now we get a safety car, and and all of a sudden everyone's bunched up again, and basically everyone except Leclerc, curiously, gets new tires, and uh, now we have a race. And so it's so funny to me that all of the people, like the old time F one people, who are so anti sprint races, they're all like cackling with glee about this 10 lap basically sprint at the end of the race like i'm not sure why it's okay here but not okay when it's before the race but that's neither here nor there uh this is i mean that's it's i know what you're saying it's like such such a complicated like there's just so much complication around that i know i know what you mean yeah i know what you mean whatever anyway so it ends up that everyone gets bunched up and as i'm watching this like suddenly Lewis, who had started, I don't know, where did he, where was his, what was uh, his position? He was position? like fifth or sixth, something like that. And suddenly he's in fourth, which I mean, for Lewis is not that I mean, surprising. he was leading the race at one point. And well, and then. Because of pits, well, but. Well, sure. But then in this last batch of laps, he pulled this absolutely perfect move, which I, I think if you're a racing driver, I'm sure it was not that remarkable. But to me, I was like, no, holy crap. Everyone was losing their frigging minds. <laughs> it was, I mean, and it wasn't just because of what Lewis is doing. Like that, just like the three of them. So it was Perez, uh, Leclerc and Hamilton just going backwards and forwards on each other for a couple mm-hmm. of, it was just, it's, it's maybe the most exciting thing in a good way I've seen in racing. Cause I, you know, like emotionally I've, I think I've felt stronger emotions. Like, George filling in for Lewis and having all that bad luck. Sure, sure, or, sure. Or um, uh, Lando spinning out uh, in the wet. Oh, yes, yes. So, like, I, I felt about that. stronger yeah, yeah, yeah. emotions, but I think that might have been some of the best racing that I've seen. Mm-hmm. No, I, I totally hear you. And th- those last few laps were so, so good. And and it was so funny because, you know, the, the, the footage is kind of, the, the, the broadcast is kind of hint- focusing on what was it? Was it Leclerc and Signs that were racing right before he cut in? Or was it, Le- it was Leclerc and somebody that were like right racing wheel to wheel right yeah. next to each other, going yeah. around a turn, going wide around a turn. And I'm tunnel visioned on the two of them because I don't think I'm not thinking about anything else that's going on. And the and the 
the the broadcast is not tunnel visioned on them, but is mostly focusing on them. And all of a sudden, Lewis just comes in in, in shorts in the happy sense, shorts the the turn and ends up in front of the both of them. I was like, what is happening? Yeah. And then next thing you it know, it was just oh, unbelievable. God. Like, uh, you know, I was I was pretty bummed out about like because I think Lewis could have done better than third, like sure without that safety car because um, mm-hmm. it 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 brought Perez to him. You know, yeah, Perez yeah, yeah. was yep, like yep, 20 yep. seconds behind, you know, like Perez was, Perez's race was over. Um, not for his fault. It was just the way it went. Sure. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know if he was, but he was a big, he was a big gap behind. Perez wasn't getting anywhere near that podium. Um, and so like, I would have loved to have seen, obviously, you know, you know me, uh, <laughs> man, you know, like, I just gonna say, like, I don't know why people get annoyed that I have a bias towards Mercedes. Like, I don't understand it. Like, I don't get it. Just let me... <laughs> Just let me like who I like, right? Like, I don't understand why it bothers people so much. Like, I get, every time I talk about it, like on, you know, wherever, like people get annoyed that I like a team. Like, I'm supporting my team. Like, I don't understand. Yeah, I I don't think it's unreasonable for you to have a bias as long as you make it plain, which you do. I'm not trying to imply that you don't. You absolutely do. Yeah, but it's it's never enough for some people. I don't know. Like, if you're not going to go the I am a completely impartial viewer and commentator, like, if you're not going to do that, then fine, have your bias. I think... Uh, kind of tangentially related. What's funny to me is that I I have imprinted, uh, or or I guess the British, like the Sky TV crew, has imprinted upon me. So now I pay for F1 TV, which I actually I really do recommend. I really do like it. it it's like eighty bucks a season. I wish I could get F1 TV, man. We should talk about that privately. But <laughs> anyway, but we're, but we're already in for a year on now. Like it's fine. Yeah, I appreciate the offer, but like we're already paying, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, but in any case, um, the F1 TV coverage, you can choose like their commentators. And I honestly don't remember who it is. Or you can go with like Crofty and, and um, Martin Brundle and, and, and the, the Sky TV crew. And I it doesn't feel like F1 to me unless I hear them, but they get hilariously excited whenever anything good happens to any of the British drivers, most yeah. especially Hamilton. And it's just funny to me. And again, I'm just like, I don't know, like maybe I'm missing something, but like, I don't know why this is such a problem for people. Well, for them, I think they kind of fancy themselves impartial, which is when it becomes a problem and they're not really but impartial. This is the, do they? I think people just want them to be. I don't well, maybe know that's they... it. No, maybe you're right. I don't know. Right? Maybe you're right. Well, in any case, the race was amazing. Even... So here's the thing. If you are even vaguely interested in F1, the first thing you need to do is watch Drive to Survive. But if you don't want to spend the time to do that, which I totally understand, if you want like a little taster, I want to say it was lap like 46, 48, something like that. I don't remember when it was, but it was the last 10 laps of the race. Watch from the moment the safety car goes in through the end of the race. It's all of like 10 or 15 minutes. And yeah. if you aren't totally jazzed by the last 10 or 15 minutes of the British, British Grand Prix, then either you're not wired right or, just, or F1 just isn't for you. Because, <laughs> yeah. oh my word, it was so incredibly good. And yeah. and I actually rewatched it this morning because I knew we were going to talk about it. And I was I was trying to get lunches together for the kids and stuff when, when this was happening live. And so I was paying attention kind of, but I wasn't paying close attention. And uh, I was watching it again this morning. It was so good. It was so incredibly good. And it was as much as Lewis can get on my nerves. Uh, it did make me happy to see him starting to come back into his own, starting to do well again, you know, cause he's had a couple other podiums this year. Right. But, but he's, he's not the, in utter disaster mode. Like he was in the beginning of the year. Uh, and, and I was sad to see, uh, George not be Mr. Consistent, Mr. Consistency anymore, but you know, it wasn't his fault. What is your, cause this seems to be a pretty contentious thing in, uh, 
Formula One circles at the moment. What is your opinion on the fact that George got out of the car? Okay, so I was listening to I, this is around where I am in backmarkers, I believe. So I mm-hmm. and, and I was doing other things this morning. So I was listening, but I wasn't paying a hundred percent of my attention. So I think there's two different conversations here, if if I understand correctly. And I think you're talking about the second. The first one is should George's car have been allowed to be repaired and let back in the no, race? I'm not That's not what you that. asked. Okay. I'm not talking about that. And, and I'm not really I mean, because I, I understand what happened there, like whatever. Like I get it, it's the rules, the rules are the rules. No, but whatever. But I just want to know what you think in general about the fact that George Russell got out of the car. I personally think that morally it was the correct course of action. Like I think I would like to think that if I were in his shoes and if I knew that I was physically okay, and if I look around and it looks like nobody's about to run into me, and I say that only slightly jokingly, if if it is safe for me to get out of the car and go and see if I can do anything to help this driver that is having what at the time we thought was possibly the worst day of his entire life. And, it could have you know, well, I mean, I, I it, was wondering if he was if he had been killed. Actually, that's also true. Because um, he was going know, upside down on his head. Yeah, so seriously. Uh, and if there was no Halo, I think he would also be dead, just like Roshan. I mean, uh, this is pretty grotesque, but I mean, he his head would probably have been taken off his shoulders. In yeah, instance. I think you're right. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I, I think if it is safe for George to get out of the car, I think morally it is his obligation to, personally. That's just my two cents. I see no problem with him getting out of the car. And I'm not really clear why people think that this is such a problem. So can you fill that in for me? Because it doesn't seem, it seems so, so obvious to me. And I, I don't I mean, think I get why it's an issue. I've heard a bunch, I mean, I've seen a bunch of things ranging from like he did it to look so he could look good, which I just mm. think is obscene. I don't see that as George's and then cup of tea. There, no. And then there are a bunch of people who are saying that like he should never have done it. It was so dangerous. It was so stupid. That mm. kind of thing. I personally disagree. And and so do I. I mean, like I get, I understand why it's dangerous to be on a racetrack when cars are moving, but of course that I don't think there were any at that point moving, um, at least at speed. There were other people on the track attempting to help. And then I've, you know, I've also seen people saying, like, he's not a trained professional, blah, 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 blah. And like, to be honest, like, I think this is what people don't understand. There are trained safety professionals. Marshals are volunteers. Like, I don't think they're gonna understand the inner workings of a Formula One car more than George. Right. Yeah. yeah like, very much. If so. there's a question about like how do you unbuckle the belt, right? Mm-hmm. I reckon mm-hmm. he's probably going to have a better sense for that. <laughs> I would think so. But it just, honestly, it boggles my mind that there are people that question the morality decision that he made. Like, I agree. You know, and I was seeing people like uh, other racing drivers, like I think I saw two racing drivers like post on Instagram over the weekend about like George doing this for them, like when he was in karting. Like, oh, there was interesting. One, mm-hmm. one kid who was like, uh, no, it's the guy, his name... He's in a uh, indie car. Oh, that I probably won't know, but and I think he drives for McLaren in mm-hmm. indie car. Maybe I don't. I don't remember his name, but I've seen it before. And he was like in his first karting race, he flipped it over, and George stopped his car and and helped him. I understand why it's risky for him to get out of the car, but what's he? What's he gonna do? Like just sit there and watch? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I agree especially if like because it is on you know it's unknown right what if he actually couldn't restart his car so if he couldn't yeah. restart his car he's just sitting there watching exactly right I don't really know I don't I don't really know what what to suggest and I just think that like 
the only person that was like that was at fault for that in a way that ended up losing out for that was him because yeah. I'm convinced he would have been able to get his car back to the pit like everybody else and he could have been on the podium too yeah yeah right because you know Mercedes didn't have so much of a strategy play available to them with just one car on the track so you know I just yeah I just wanted to know what you think about it and like man fandoms are just bad <laughs> yeah <laughs> just like you know and i'm not saying i'm like a good person here like in having opinions but like opinions man everybody's got them yeah <laughs> no i i i think it's silly to criticize him for for doing the right what i can again i perceive it to be the right thing and it's so clearly the right thing to me and i think it was was it adina that um brought up in discord like I don't think it's unreasonable to criticize Max for being a turd and not even looking back at Lewis when he parked his freaking car on Lewis's head. Like, mm -hmm. I think it's completely per perfectly reasonable to criticize Max for that. I don't think it's a reasonable thing to criticize somebody for trying to help another human being, much, much less a colleague, you know? Like, I just, I, that seems so yeah. silly. Especially, it's like at the time, like when I when we were saying that, people were like, "It's dangerous to go near an F one car." But he also got out of the car, right? Like, so like these same people, I'm sure, would say to me now, like, "You should never get out of the car." Well, he got out of the car and just walked <laughs> off. He was out of the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, right? and like, so you know, uh, I don't get it, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, it, it seems bananas, but man, what a what, what a great great race it was again man. whatever whatever the lap number was again i don't have it in front of me but with the last few 10-ish laps from the moment that the safety car goes away until the checkered flag it was it was incredible so you should check it out it's a, it's as good as it really is it's like as good as racing can be like yep. it was just obscenely good <laughs> it really really was yeah just just a perfect race really like yep because nobody was hurt I mean, and like in a way, like this is, you know, like there being that amount of drama added to the race. Like, I'm so happy everyone was safe, but like it definitely added to the overall feeling of that race, right? Like, yeah, yeah, it did. My adrenaline was just constant. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, I, I completely agree with you. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Hover, one of our longest running sponsors here at Relay FM. When you have that one big idea, where do you go? Your business starts with a domain name. For so many entrepreneurs, Hover is that first step, and it's the one that I personally recommend. Hover has over 300 domain name extensions to choose from. No matter what you want to build, there's a domain name waiting for it. They have excellent technical support to answer any questions you have and are dedicated to getting you online, not upselling you. One of these things is free who is privacy. This means that like people can't check out your domain registration information, get your personal information. A bunch of domain registrars make you pay for this. Hover include it with every domain that supports it. If if a, if a domain supports who is privacy, Hover just give it to you and they enable it. They don't make you pay for it. They have a really great user experience. It's so easy to go in and get things sorted out. I love this thing that they have called Connect, where you can like connect to a bunch of different services really easily. So you don't have to tinker around in MX settings and all that nonsense. And they have monthly sales on popular top-level domains. This is why Hover is the popular choice for people starting their own businesses or they've got that new project that they want to work on. 
I've been using Hover for I don't even know how many years, a really, really long time. <laughs> and it's the only domain registration company that I would use. And I really recommend that you do it too. We know that you love great user experiences, right? That's the kind of thing that you love. You're listening to the show. You're a tech podcast fan. Like you want good experiences and things that just work. So you're going to love Hover. Go buy your domain and start using it today. Go to hover.com slash analog and you'll get 10% discount on all new purchases. That's hover.com slash analog. Uh, our thanks to Hover for their support of this show and Relay FM. All right. Have we done recommendations in a while? I feel like we have. Not for a long time. Yeah. All right. Do you want to start or shall I? I would like to start, actually. Please feel free. Iron Chef, Quest for an Iron Legend. I think you would like this. <laughs> is this on? Is this a Netflix one? Yes. It's funny you bring this up. I was talking to a friend of the show, Stay, slash Stee. Uh, mm-hmm. I was talking to my friend Stee yesterday. We were hanging out with the, him and his family at the pool, and he recommended exactly this to me. And he said it was very good. And I, I asked him so a question good. about it, which I would like to ask you when you are done, but I've already interrupted you, so please continue. Ask me the question. Maybe it will be good well, for the okay. conversation. Well, so, okay. I read a while back a piece, like an interview with Alton Brown. This was probably years ago now. And I don't Mm -hmm. remember where it was, what it was about. I just remember reading this interview with him and it made him seem like he's kind of a world-class jerk. And that's really unfortunate because I really like Alton Brown. Yeah, I think I've heard about this, but I've also heard people talk about it in the opposite. I I don't think you can sum up a person's entire personality from one interview. Oh, certainly not. Certainly not. You know what I mean? And I think sometimes... Sometimes these things can get twisted, and I, I don't know. All I know is he's really good on the show. <laughs> yeah, fair. And I mean, I and love his good kind eats, of co-host, so. uh, Kristen Kish, is fantastic as a pair. They are so good. And like, just I've you know I've only really been a little bit familiar with Iron Chef. Like, it's really hard to watch here. Yeah, this is one of those criticisms I have for Netflix in general, where it's like, why would you like? You watch, like, so, like, I want to watch this show, right? So Netflix have gone to this, I've butchered this, I'm going to start this again. Netflix (laughs) have gone to the trouble of getting the Iron Chef property, right? It's an existing thing that exists in the world. So they have had to license, get a license for this or whatever they've done to Mm -hmm. be able to create their own Iron Chef show. I know it's done the show like it's not actually Iron Chef. They're not making Iron Chefs. They're making Iron Legends and I reckon this is part of the uh, rights agreement that they have. And so the idea is there are five Iron Chefs uh, that compete against individual, like like regular chefs. Whoever performs the best goes up against all five of them. And if they are able to produce a uh, menu that is better than the combination of what five Iron Chefs can do, they get called Iron Legend. Interesting. I I reckon it's like they can't, you can call it Iron Chef, but you can't actually make Iron Chefs. That's for Iron Chef on the Food Network or whatever. It's like, I don't know. But my thought is, at least in the UK, I'm like, I really like this. I would like to watch more Iron Chef. Netflix doesn't have any of it. And I'm kind of like, Netflix, this is you. This is what you do, right? (laughs) Like, if you've gone this far, license a bunch of Iron Chef series, put them on Netflix, and then I'm going to be here now watching like four seasons of Iron Chef, which (laughs) is like, you know what I mean? Like, if it's still available, but it's not available, so I can't do it. Anyway, this is a really well-produced show. Um, The, the... What do they call the person? This is like this this guy that Adina just thinks just loves him. Uh the chairman. Oh yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. 
right? And it's I think it's the same guy that was on Iron Chef America who's like pretends in the history of the show to be the nephew of yeah, the yep, original yep, yep. chairman yep. of mm-hmm. Iron Chef Japan. But like this, he's not really, but like, and he's just this like hilarious character. And uh, this show is fantastic. If you like competition shows or cooking competition shows, it's so good. Like, I really recommend it. The food looks incredible. The judges are great. Like, it is a great series. I recommend uh, Iron Chef Quest for an Iron Legend on Netflix. This, to me, like, this kind of show, it's like, this is exactly the type of stuff that I want Netflix to be. I don't think Netflix wants to be this anymore. Like, just easy TV. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But to me, this really is them at their best. Sorry, like, sorry, Netflix. You know what I mean? Like, I know you want to be more, but like, to me, this is this is what you're good for. Absolutely. It's funny. It's Mark Dacascos is the chairman. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to remember, I saw him because he's also an actor, like generally speaking, he is an actor. And mm-hmm. I saw him appear in something like a couple of years ago. And I was like, what the hell is the chairman doing here? Oh, so you've yeah. seen Iron Chef then? Yeah, I've seen the the regular Iron Chef. Yeah, just not yeah, You this should watch one. this then. You'll like this then. I'm pretty. I feel pretty confident. You're, well, I, I should watch it, except we don't pay for Netflix anymore. Like we don't have Netflix anymore because I got sick really? of it. Really, yep. um, you're one of those people. Uh, well, yeah, well, I'm trying not to be I'm that not guy. Not in a bad way, but yeah. like you're one of the people that got rid of Netflix. Yeah, we we had been members since the DVD time, and yeah. I I think there was another couple of dollar price hike or something like that, and we found that we weren't mm-hmm. using it that much, and I am still so freaking angry that they upcharge for 4K. I am so mad about that. Why? Because it's uh, it's absurd. Everyone else gives you 4K for free. And Netflix somehow can't. But is it for free, though? Like, isn't it, isn't like Netflix with 4K just the same as the price of any of these other services? No, because Disney Plus is like seven bucks. Netflix for 1080 is like 15 bucks. Like, it's just not worth it to me. You do know why that is, though. Oh, yeah, because they're probably going to hank the prices up in like two years. Because Disney Plus came in cheap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you subscribe and then you can't leave. And then they just slowly ratchet the price up, which is what Netflix did. Yeah, no, I know you're right. But. Uh, but anyway, it just, I got so sick of Netflix and, and, and all the nickel and diming and I got, I got, I got over it. So we canceled it at least for now. We'll see if we come crawling back. We probably will, but I got sidetracked. Uh, Mark, Mark DeCoscos, uh, he appeared in, uh, John Wick three just out of the blue. There he was in John Wick. And I was like, Oh, I know you, what are you doing here? <laughs> uh, so I thought that's that was pretty, pretty funny. Good. Anyway, but uh, we, we have gotten so derailed from your recommendations. I apologize. Uh, I will try no, to, but that, that's, that, that's my first one. Now you should do one. All right. Uh, for me. I have four recommendations, all very quick. Uh, Shorzy, which is a spinoff from Letterkenny, which is what Mike definitely did when he was sick with COVID, like I recommended a thousand no, times. I did. Well, because I had to use Plex, which is impossible. You didn't have to. You could have used it. It's on Hulu, I believe. But anyway. Um, I, what do you think? Okay. You think I get Hulu? I, was afraid, yeah, I, thought, it was, I thought Hulu wasn't in, in the UK. No? Okay. No, we get Hulu <laughs> content on Disney Plus, that's but right, it has that's to be right, that's right. something that's in the Disney family yes, properties, yes, yes, which I right. don't I'm think sorry. this is. Okay, I take it all back. But uh, Shorzy, uh, I'm not going to belabor the point, but it's a spinoff about like a kind of annoying character on Letterkenny, and it actually was way better than it had any right to be. It was really good. And uh, if you're at all interested in Letterkenny, which you should be, because it is, I think, it might be my favorite like comedy TV show of all time. I want to see it. Like I do want to see it, but like 
I don't want to use Plex, so like I just need to work out another way to find it. Well, I mean, I, I, there there are trucks that could be backed <laughs> up to your house, but that's neither here nor there. Um, yeah, but that's also a pain. I just I hear you. I hear you. I really do. I pay for so many streaming services. Like I just want one of them to have it, and then I'll just watch it on one of those in an easy fashion. You know? Yeah. I hear you. I really do. But uh, anyway, Shorzy is good, uh, surprisingly good, especially if you're not the biggest fan of the character, which I am not. It, it had a lot more to it than I would have expected. What else you got? Ms. Marvel. Ah, that's on my to-do list. I haven't seen it yet. It's not finished yet. No, I'm no spoilers. Jason Snell recommends. Uh, uh, see, I think I said this to you before. Because Jason also recommended Letter Kenny, like mm-hmm. that's like really put it in, like it wasn't. It wasn't just from you. It's also from Jason, whose media tastes I trust implicitly. Mm-hmm. Like if Jason, this is like a thing in our house. If Jason says we should watch it, we'll watch it. <laughs> That's like a genuine, like, well, if Jason said, then I guess we'll have to watch it. But Ms. Marvel is, I think so far, the best Disney Plus show. Oh, uh, interesting. I've heard either you or somebody say that, I think. But... At least of the Marvel ones. Huh. Well, how about them apples? And so that's all you're going to say about it? It's visually really good. Um, I think they've put the biggest budget into this. Yeah, Tim, I prefer it to Loki. I like Loki a, a lot, but Ms. Marvel, I think, is doing a better job of what it's supposed to do than Loki did. Uh, I think the story's fantastic. It's it's teaching me about a culture, which I'm really oh, like, cool. I didn't pleased know about. Um, like, I'm learning more about, like, Pakistani culture and, like... Islam culture and stuff like that, which the show really hinges on. And I've been watching a video review series at the same time um, on Kind of Funny. And they have a, a journalist there who grew who was born in Pakistan and is very familiar with South Asian culture. And he's like, yeah, they're nailing this. And like, it's also really good to get like, a bit of extra uh, backstory of like some of the stuff that's happening. But like, I like it. Like, it's a good representation story. Um, and I'm I'm really enjoying it. Like I recommend it wholeheartedly. And this is knowing that there's still two more episodes to go. But I think I feel like the episode that we just watched was like the lull episode. But it's way a, a way higher point for me than any of the other series are at this point. Every Marvel series has like an episode where it's like has a, a lull before it pushes forward. Which I actually don't think is a great idea with a serialized weekly show, <laughs> but Marvel seemed to keep wanting to do this. Um, there's always this episode where it's like, I don't understand this, like, why did they do this? And as as Steve says in the chat, Iman Vellani is the lady who plays uh, Ms. Marvel, and I was like nervous when they create when they cast this role because it was like she was pretty much like an unknown. I think like she hadn't done a lot of stuff. And also, this character's going to be in a movie, and it was like, and as Doc, as David says, she's fourteen years old, which what? is like, oh my word, unbelievably, she's a teenager playing a teenager, and she is a movie star. She's unbelievable in this role, and like, because what I was nervous about is like, I don't think this is spoilers, but like, she's going to be in the next Captain Marvel movie. The movie is called The Marvels, so mm, like mm-hmm. it seems pretty obvious they're gonna have both of them, right? 
And it was like, ooh, you know, like in the same way, I don't know if you've seen A Multiverse of Madness, which is now on Disney Plus too, so I recommend it. No, I it. haven't. But like they have a, a, an actress there playing a character called America Chavez. And again, I was like, an, an unknown actress coming into a pretty important role in a big budget Marvel movie. It's like, ooh, is it? <laughs> but, here's the thing. Never bet against Marvel. Yeah, fair. And they they knock it out of the park with these things. Except for the Eternals. <laughs> but everything else I really like. And also, when we're recording this, in two days I'm going to see Thor. Ah, nice. I will have seen this by the time it's out. Nice. I am so excited for this movie. I'm so excited for this movie. I can't wait. But yeah, Ms. Marvel, two thumbs up. You know, it's funny. I, I can't remember the last Marvel film I've seen, but like I haven't watched Shanghai yet or Shanghai or whatever it's called. I haven't watched... Um, what are the, some of the other ones? The obviously the new Doctor Strange I haven't I haven't watched Eternals I haven't watched. Um, I don't know. I feel like I've fallen off the bandwagon a little bit. Not that I don't enjoy them. I always enjoy them, but I haven't really paid attention to any Marvel stuff in the last year or two. And and I got to get back uh, on it. I did watch Loki though. Loki is some was good, good stuff. Loki is good. One Division's really oh, I saw good. Saw that one too. I That's loved true. Doctor Strange. Moon Knight was fine. <laughs> um. It was just fine. That's fair. What else is that better? Uh, it's fine. It, it, it doesn't matter. But um, I, I, I was mostly thinking of the movies. If you're but... still subscribed to Disney Plus, you are missing out on a bunch of great content by not. Like... Oh, I, I know, I know, and I am subscribed to Disney Plus, and and will be until at the very least the kids are old <laughs> because there's so much kid uh, stuff on there. Um, and uh, no, real time follow up: Iman Villani, who plays Ms. Marvel, was 19. Nevertheless, yeah, point still fair. Still a yeah. teenager playing a teenager and doing a bang up job. She is. An absolute movie star. She's so great. All right. Uh, bringing it back to my side of the world. Uh, coming out, or I think that they dropped the whole thing at once. Um, there's a new series on Amazon starring, uh, what is it, Chris Pratt? Who is uh, Star-Lord? It's Chris Pratt, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, starring Chris Pratt called The Terminal List. Uh, I probably have made a recommendation about the book that this is based on probably a couple of years ago. Um, the Terminal List is a book by Jack Carr, C-A-R-R, which I really, really enjoyed. Um I don't really want to say much because even basically the premise, I think, will give a lot of it away. Um, but The Terminal List was one of my favorite uh, books of the last huh. couple of years. Is it like a, like a yeah, thriller thr- type thing, like Jack Ryan? Yeah, it's in that neck of the woods. Then okay. I'm in. I'm, I'm bloody um, in, man. Like, I friggin' love well, Jack Ryan. I didn't, well, so, <laughs> so I, didn't see, I didn't see the Jack Ryan TV series, but I've seen all the, the movies and I've read several of the books. Yeah. Um, it is in that spirit for sure. Um, but it, it's... Going on my my queue. I'm hoping you can see it in the TV app so I can add it to my Yeah, I don't know. Next. It's in, it's it's yes, Amazon it uh, Prime Video. Um, Amazon is in the TV app. And so now I can add it to the up next queue. So that's going to show up on my Apple TV along with Sonic 2 is there at the moment. <laughs> Whatever works. That first Sonic movie, it, we, it I think it came on Netflix mm-hmm. maybe. And we watched, oh my God, it was so much fun. Oh, so I'm going to watch the okay. second one. Yeah, I, I didn't think I would enjoy it as much as I did. So and everything everywhere all at once and for all mankind, which I've not started. Uh, see, yet. So I uh, very, very, very quickly, a couple of bonus ones for me. For all mankind season three, I'm only a few episodes in. Or I think we're almost caught up. Very good so far. Even though I have my screeners, I still haven't. Oh, that's it. right, you turd. Um anyway, very, very good. And I was reminded uh, earlier today, and then I think it might have been Adina. Somebody said it in the chat. Um, Only Murders in the Building season two just started, or maybe is, I don't know if they're doing the whole thing at once, but that just came out. 
Uh, we just watched the first season, um, I don't know, like a month or two ago, and I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. And so we'll, we'll definitely watch season two, although I haven't started it yet. Any bonus ones from you, or is that all you have for today? That's all I got for today. All right. Well, excellent. Then uh, we've just given a lot of homework, and it starts with you figuring out how to play. There's no, no homework. No, it's homework, baby. There's no it's, homework. It's a recommendation. It's now homework. Yes. You can watch them whenever you want or not. That's completely up to you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And for you, you need to start watching Letterkenny post-haste. Pitter-patter. Yeah, well, i got a lot of stuff on the list now. It, it will be watched, but now there's a lot of stuff on the list. Doing a lot of stuff with media right now. <laughs>